Hello, and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, June 27th, 2014. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we talk about smartwatches, connected homes, Zen clocks, and app cache bugs. <laughs> How's that for a grab bag? <laughs> Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. sound all of a sudden you're here with me (laughs) (laughs) i was lonely for a second there sorry sorry do you need a hug uh i mean maybe that could be the follow-up app to the bitch slapper one (laughs) consolation hug yeah yeah something like that but speaking of feeling lonely thanks for having cooper into uh minecraft last night oh you're welcome yeah i'm almost positive he stole some stuff out of somebody's chest no problem he kept on looking he's like look at how much stuff is in here i'm like don't don't take anything (laughs) i'm not i'm not and then you know he'd be like i could catch him sort of looking out of the corner of his eye to see if i for him to see if i was watching what he was doing (laughs) so he loves it in there though it was so cool when you popped in yeah, sorry I couldn't stay longer. It was just a bad time. Right. We'll have to schedule something. Yeah, he would just totally dig that. And the audio <clears throat> will set up like Skype or something so that yeah. he can... Because he's like... It's funny because now that he's been playing um, uh, Cubeville, which is like a family-friendly Minecraft server, he mm-hmm. he knows... Like, obviously, he can't read, but he's he he's like hypersensitive to when text comes on the screen. He's like, what? What is that? What is that? And he can yeah. tell when when the text is red. He knows that that means that, like in Cubeville, if red text comes up, it means you tried to do something that you're not allowed to do. Ah. Uh-huh. So he's he's uh, but oh man, I mean, I cannot believe the difference from the last the first time he played with you guys to this time. It was like, it was ridiculous. He was like a pro. <laughs> If yeah, could, you know, I I had just got the server set up, set back up like a few hours before that. So, mm. yeah, but we had, yeah he he was <laughs> they they learned so quickly. It's unreal, unbelievable. I suppose it's a, a what the way the reason he learned. I think the way he learns is he just it's kind of a it's kind of like annoying. He just clicks on everything constantly. Mm-hmm. Which is fine inside of Minecraft because most of the time you're not doing anything. But when he like accidentally pops out of Minecraft, he's on the de- like I find all this stuff on the desktop, <laughs> all these like untitled folders and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> he's like right clicking like crazy, and oh, that's wicked funny. Yeah, I, rem- I remember Kira doing a- the same thing when she was around that age. We set up a um, set up a-, a computer with with Edubuntu on it and just like let her go at it. What is Ed Ed Ubuntu? Yeah, it's it's a um a release of Ubuntu that's got like a crap ton of educational games included in with it. Oh, did not know that. Yeah, it's. I mean, this kid's he's he's learning how to type before write. Like he's learning how to read. <laughs> yeah. He's learning how to read on the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Like Kira, Kira taught herself how to read so she could play uh, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, she, I can see she, that coming. Yeah. 
yeah, like she wanted to play Ocarina of Time and she kept asking us, what does this say? What does this say? And Richard was finally like, I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Because that's that's where we're at. Yeah. He's like, dad, dad. So it's crazy. I said his, he says, I set up his own account on Erica's mm-hmm. MacBook Air mm-hmm. and he has to like type his name as the password to log in. So yeah. every time he's like, you know, he's got to like spell it out. And he wants to get in so bad that he does it, you know? <laughs> right. So but the kid can barely hold a pen. He can't even, like, draw anything. He can't draw... He can barely draw a circle. Mm. So it's weird. I mean, it's not weird. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's not without its cons. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be typing before he writes. You know, it's like... So obviously he needs to learn how to write with a pen, mm-hmm. right? But but then I'm like, but does he really? Like, what do I use a pen for? And he, really? he, he does, but I barely ever write anything. It's basically signing checks. That's about it. Checks? What are those? <laughs> I mean, I deposited them with my phone, but I still have to uh, sign yeah. them. Yeah. No, I, I write all the time. Really? With a pen, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, have you not seen my stack of notebooks? Uh-uh. Oh, it's... <laughs> I, have an, I have an enormous stack of notebooks. Wow. I took a lot of notes when I was, like, when I, when I go on site someplace and consult with someone, I'll take a lot of mm-hmm. notes. But uh, I haven't been doing that lately, so it's like I have no reason to write stuff down. Yeah, I end up writing down a lot of things throughout the day, like, oh... Like if if I have a to do item that's that's more than one step, then that to do gets written out in a notebook and broken down and like especially if it's something complicated. Oh wow, I would totally do that on my phone. But oh yeah, well, so you can you can see your phone a lot better than I can see mine. Yeah, that's true. That may have something to do with it. Though, although I don't really have problems seeing my phone when I can find it, I have no idea where it actually is at the moment. <laughs> And it's on silent, so I can't call myself. Ah, see, candidate for the watch. Yeah. Which we'll talk about today. Jeez, so uh, we have, um, a f- like, we could almost do a whole show of housekeeping this week. We pretty much could. Yeah. Um, but we did do a teaser last week, so I feel kind of compelled to not disappoint the dear listener uh, to at least follow through on that. But I think it's going to be, I think it's mostly housekeeping, really. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, I just found my phone. <laughs> it was lodged in your throat. <laughs> just no. coughed it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's that laundry. <laughs> I was going to do. <laughs> there's my iPod Nano. <laughs> I wonder, oh, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> that is a, a real possibility of happening. <laughs> That just gave me the, uh, I wonder if you swallowed the narrative clip, if it would keep taking pictures until it came out the other end. <laughs> I guess it would be too dark in there. Yeah, probably. You'd have, you'd have to swallow a little flashlight along with it. Right. But you do have a mini LED. I do have a, a bite-sized flashlight that's very bright. Hmm. Let's table that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what color's your butt? Oh, speaking of experiments... <laughs> So I'm, 
I am pretty disappointed in this uh, tanning lotion. And I, I mean, in fairness to the people who make <laughs> this self-tanner skin lotion, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we should probably back up a little bit. So, so <laughs> last week, in case you missed the show last week, or in case you couldn't put up with the sound because we had bad sound last week. Yes, sorry, my um, fault. That's uh, well, it was actually, I think it was a combination of things. My stupid yeah, computer. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the the. Um, Erica got this hand lotion that is like a self tanner. Like the, you put it on every day and it slowly makes you tanner. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I wonder if that really works <laughs> in a pensive moment in the bathroom. So I uh, began applying it to one portion of my body that's <laughs> symmetrical with another portion of my body <laughs> to see if there was any difference. So I have have a control area and a <laughs> testing area. So a placebo cheek, if you will. <laughs> so it, so, so far, and this might just be wishful thinking on my part, but a couple of times mm-hmm. when I've checked it, which is kind of hard actually, <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed maybe a slight jaundice at best, mm-hmm. but, but really no change. No I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. It's like, I mean, but in fairness to the lotion people, I, I'm pretty sure I'm genetically predisposed to being butt white. Like, just, I am bone white. My skin is transparent, practically. So, it doesn't work on me. Yeah. Perhaps it works, but it does not work on me. We, we need volunteers. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does look like one of it. Occasionally, looks like one of my butt cheeks has some kind of liver disease, which I guess is <laughs> it's progress of some sort. You know, when I when I was a baby, I ate so many carrots, cooked carrots, that I started turning orange. For real? Yeah, they thought there was something wrong with my liver, and uh, <laughs> no, I was just eating a lot of carrots. Wow. Yeah. Huh, who knew? Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe. I'll probably take them orally, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anywho, let's talk about housekeeping. Okay. So, dear listener, we have to apologize for the sound last week. Our My computer did not record, but fortunately... Kelly's ha- Kelly had a also recorded, but the sound is... It's like it was a little weird. And then on top of it... Yes, I sir. couldn't get the, uh, so we forgot to do the intro also. <laughs> so we usually record the intro after we're done with the episode. So we know what we talked about mm-hmm. and we forgot to do it. So <clears throat> when I, when I, so I just recorded one using just normal record, like normal quick time recording. And then I like spliced in you talking that yeah. I'm Kelly Shaver from the end. Cause you said that at the end too. And it was so weird. Every time I went to export it, it came like not. It came up with glitches in the MP3, but not always in the same place. Like like my computer was running out of memory or hard drive or something while I was trying to export it. I don't know what the problem was. So what I did. So the 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 final MP3 that I went with basically the first like 10 seconds of me talking right before you say I'm Kelly Shaver was like cutting out like crazy. So Mm. I went back and I just chopped the, the, 
the beginning, the very beginning of the MP3 off. So if you didn't listen to episode, what was it? 113? Vigilante skunk. Yeah. Vigilante skunk. Yes. Then the, the, then you won't hear what we're talking about because I replaced the MP3. And you want to know why I replaced the MP3? Why did you replace the MP3? Because the niche podcast was featured at Google IO yesterday. Did you know that? I knew it was going to be, ah. but I did not realize it was yesterday, and I'm kind of disappointed that it was such a poor quality. I know. Can you believe audio it? For the, yeah. Ugh. And so, like, so uh, my friend Mike Mamoff is the creator of Player FM, and he's a former Googler. And it's you know, Player FM is a podcasting website slash Android application, and uh, he apparently was in the early. Uh, early adopters of Android Wear and uh, created an Android Wear version of Player FM, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't. I did not know that he was going to do it on the watch. I didn't know that it was a watch thing. But uh, yeah, he posted a picture on Twitter yesterday or last night that was like, "Smile, Niche, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> nice, you're on Google I/O." And I, I just cringed when I saw the episode title because I was like, oh. oh, my God, the first 10 seconds sound like the app is broken. You know, it's like, yeah, I was like so embarrassed. But anyway, it was funny, too, because when I was uploading that, I was like, you know, this is one of those this is one of those moments where you're like, is it better to upload a poor quality thing or upload nothing? And like part of me now wishes I uploaded nothing. Because the yeah, previous one twelve would have been yeah. Right, but I'm glad that we did upload it because we got the butt cheek story in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got your butt cheeks on Google I/O. Yes, <laughs> that's a win. That is a win. That is a bright side, silver lining. So very bright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta wear shades. Look at my butt. <laughs> Uh, I was once asked if I bleach my my leg. Like, in all seriousness, do you bleach your legs? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, I just tell people I'm a vampire. Yeah, I have I have redheads here, but they're all, they're they're both so freckly and yeah. All right. Look, that counts as a tan. Yeah, they they look like they have color. Yeah. <laughs> From <Yes>. a distance. <laughs> it's sort of a Monet tan. Yeah. A little uh, pixelated. Right. Um, low res tan. There you go. Yeah, there's some noise. Uh, that is probably the chainsaw going outside of my window at my neighbor's house. No, I meant to the tan. Oh. <laughs> I'm so hypersensitive to the sound. Can you tell? Uh, I can, but I don't hear it. I think I heard Cooper a minute ago. Yeah, he's... I don't hear he's, he's running around like crazy right now, so I'm hoping that doesn't bleed in too much. I don't think it'll be bad. Uh, cool. So, um, yeah, so Google I.O. is going on. I, maybe next week we'll have like a, kind of a roundup of the implications of some of the stuff because they're announcing a ton of crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing. I, I don't think I'm surprised by anything. I'm just impressed by the sheer volume of integrations they're doing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So we'll talk about, I mean, talk about apps running everywhere they announced android tv and android wear watches uh were announced i, I bought one last night google cardboard the google cardboard you see that <laughs> yeah 
uh, that totally works. I like tried the app and just like put my hand in between my eyes. Mm-hmm. It's freaky. I haven't tried it yet. It totally works. Does it work with one eye? Uh, it will not work with one eye. That's true. D- the um, do you know? This probably never worked for you either. But they there were these posters in the eighties called Magic Eye posters. Yeah, no, those don't work with one eye. Yeah, and they're like the most horribly ugly. They look like the most horribly ugly Cosby sweater of all time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but if you kind of cross your eyes and look at them just right, you get this surprising, surprisingly dramatic depth perception. Mm-hmm. And that's that's basically what this. It's stereoscopic, but. Um, it's it's just simple stereoscopic imagery, except it's it ties into the accelerometer and the gyroscope. So as you if if you hold the phone up to your eyes and you sort of look into it and you turn around, it's like you're you know it's like you're looking around inside this environment. Cool. Which I feel like is probably for sure cooler than the stupid fire fire phone lock screen. And they're both <laughs> they're both so gimmick. Like you'd never use it. It immediately gives you a headache. Yeah. You just never use it for anything. It's an interesting demo, but anyway. But anyway, tons of... Oh, Maybe Google. for a game sometime or something. Me, I don't know if I could do it, though. It's like, it gives, I, I still can feel the eye strain. And it was like hours ago that I did it. But I am pushing 50, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they also announced Android for the car. Android, I said Android TV already. So Android car, Android TV, Android watch. And oh, and by the way, Chromebooks are going to start running Android apps now. So oh, cool! Holy mackerel! That, that's really cool. And they unified their uh, design criteria across all platforms and all Google apps. So everything's going to have this. Uh, what do they call it? I think uh, material design is their sort of buzzword for it. It's sort of like uh, skeuomorphic, but not as ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a nice balance. Yeah, yeah, nice. So um, anyway. Yeah, what's this about the watch? I have not, like you keep talking about the watch, but I have not actually heard about this. So I was, I was stuck, had my head stuck in the code yesterday. Gotcha. Um, well, did you hear, I, I think maybe six weeks ago, maybe it was two months ago, they announced Android Wear. I did, yes. Okay, and yeah, we talked about that on the show. And, and the... Um, uh, actually, one of my questions was answered. The the a lot of the demos sort of made Android Wear look like um, glorified a combination of a glorified notification Android notification center and Google Now mm-hmm. uh, with Google Voice activation involved. So you could sort of so the watch was a place where you could say, um, "Okay, Google uh, directions to the museum or whatever." Yeah. And it would be just like, you know, with with Google Glass or with uh, Moto X or, you know, a regular Android phone, but you don't have to pull your phone out and you get all the information on your wrist. Um, you get interact- interactive notifications from apps on your phone. So, you know, it, was, it basically was, it seemed like a strictly a phone accessory, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does, it turns out that it does actually run native applications. So you can oh, build cool. apps for the watch and actually install them on the watch that's cool yeah which i'm very happy yeah to that, that's way better yes absolutely i mean I, I just like i'm sure just like the um i mean i know just like the uh, uh pebble you're gonna have to go through the phone if you need connection to the internet but still that's fine 
you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you know, if it wasn't for the battery, I'd say put it in the watch, but there's no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I so there were three watches, Android watches are have been announced. Only two are actually available, and the third is on pre-order. So I bought one of the ones that is available. Mm-hmm. I ordered it. It's supposed to ship in July on July eighth. So I went with the Samsung Gear Live because I like the way that that one looked better than the LG G Watch. Horrible name. It is a horrible name. I want to call it Guatch. Guatch. <laughs> yeah. It's especially hard because it's LG. You gotta say LG G Watch. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It just sounds like you're stuttering. Yeah. So, and, and it's, so I got, uh, the, the LG and the Samsung are both square face. The mm-hmm. one that's not available yet is the round face Moto 360, mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet, but I don't really care. And I don't, oh, everyone just raves about how it looks in person, but I really don't like it. Like it's, I, I feel like everybody's all so taken by the fact that it's round that they're like, yeah. oh my God, this thing's amazing, but it's, it looks huge. <laughs> it's like it's like looks like a hockey puck on your wrist. So, and I don't have dainty wrists, but still, it looks dumb to me. Yeah. Um, speaking of watches, mm-hmm. there's a, I think a little trend brewing in smart watches that I am I'm way more excited about. Okay. Which, which is analog face smart watches. Uh, so there's this thing. Oh, jeez. Oh, why things? Why things? Do you know how to say that? I think it's why things. Why th- oh, think. that makes sense. Why things? So why things makes a bunch of Bluetooth accessories that are internet connected. They're one of the sort of big players in the internet of things around your house mm-hmm. uh, type thing. My dad's really into them. He's got like uh, the scale and um, it ties in with, I think, Runkeeper on his phone and... Uh, I think he's got a heart rate monitor. There's a few things that they all sort of connect together and, and create this like quantified self uh, on his iPhone. Yeah. So they announced that they are uh, releasing a, it's a, a, a watch. It's a fitness tracker sort of along the lines of a Fitbit. Uh, Fitbit mm, Flex, I think Flex. it's called. Flex, yeah. yeah. The, the wristband. Yeah. But it is a really, it is a really nice looking watch like a regular watch mm. with, with hands real hands and it uh it has so it's got the main hands in the center you know obviously in the center and then offset and smaller there's like uh another hand that just goes around in a circle kind of like percentage wise that shows you um how many steps you've taken for the day. So the so the watch has all the sensors you'd expect in something like that. It's got like accelerometer, GPS and all that stuff. Heart rate sensor, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff, but it just doesn't have like a digital display. And when and when you when I look at it, it reminds me more of the uh it reminds me a lot of the Pebble because the Pebble has such a simple display. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously it's more compli- it's more sophisticated than just like regular watch hands, but um, so I got to thinking about it. I was like, I was like, what really, what can't you do with an analog face watch that you can do with say a pebble or something like that? Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty short list when you, when you get right down to it. So I did, I, I, I sort of 
puked all over Twitter like a tweet <laughs> storm of ideas for like what what it should be like. Like if you were going to do a, a really gorgeous analog watch that was crawling with sensors and could connect to a phone, like what what could you do? And how did I miss these tweets? Um, I will. I made a storyfy of them, which I've done with a few of my my Twitter rias. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Uh, so we'll link to it in the show notes, but I got, I got a lot of interest, like a lot of people were kind of chiming in and were very interested in it. At one point it got kind of dark. <laughs> Someone started talking about a why things toilet or why things toilet. And like the NSA would know that you had corn for dinner, but it got weird, but it's, but people They'd were very. the color of your butt cheeks. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> yes. Get your kidneys checked. Yeah. So anyway, so just it's sort of a general update about smartwatches and uh, and that sort of thing. So we'll have more. So I've, you know, this will be my one, two, three, four, fifth, I think fifth smartwatch. So wow. I'm getting, I, I feel like I'm getting, becoming kind of an expert on the watches. And I'm leaning or towards Or collector this, at least. Yeah, or hoarder, yeah. It's a fine line, isn't it? Mm. You only have so many wrists. <laughs> I'm still, wearing, I just, I'm like, still wearing the 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 non-smart, very intelligently designed one you sent me. Oh, do you still wear it? Yeah. Awesome. You, I, I would think that you'd get lots of comments on that. I do. I, I pretty much still every time I go out, someone notices it and comments on it. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Oh, what's that? What is the name of it again? I forget. It was like something one. Mm-hmm. Uh, e. e- E1 was the name of the company. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. It was like a dude's name. They made it for a dude. Yeah, I think, Bra- I think it's the Bradley. Bradley, that's what it is. Bradley, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we'll link to it, but it's very cool. Like, talk about analog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, Titanium and ball bearings. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty sweet. Um, let's see. So I was... Let's go. I was going to give people an update on the fire phone, but I just, I don't even have the energy really. Like we talked about the fire phone last week and how we were just like super, mm-hmm. just, it's just a head scratcher. And At that uh, price point. Yeah. Yeah. It's just bizarre. It's, Oh, okay. I, I have to say this. So, so I was reading up on it and I was reading all the, the basically analysts take on it and like, what could they possibly mm-hmm. be thinking? Because mm-hmm. it, it goes against everything Bezos says about most things. Like, they never do that kind of thing. And and I, I honestly, I don't remember if I read this or if it just occurred to me. But that that lock screen feature, like, if you look, if you listen to what Bezos says, he goes, when he's talking about the Kindle Fire, like the HD and the HDX, he says, he says it all the time premium device at non-premium prices it's his mm-hmm. mantra and then when people ask him about why is the phone so expensive the fire phone so expensive he says well if you look at what goes into it you know there's four front-facing cameras on there it's actually a really good deal for something like that and like meanwhile i'm screaming at the computer but no one wants four front-facing cameras <laughs> yeah and that's when it hit me i was like oh uh, one person does want them jeff bezos jeff bezos yeah right so they had to come up with a feature that that they could say, look, without we had to, to put to justify these, the cost to justify the cameras 
because they want they want facial recognition or some kind of facial tracking. They want that data for some reason. So for for whatever reason, they want to be tracking your head. Well, it's obvious why. You know, usability studies or anything from mm-hmm. usability studies to like knowing if you're actually looking at an ad or not. Um, so they're like, okay, we got. How could we do that? Well, we could put four front-facing cameras on. Why four? Well, because your hand's going to be covering at least one or two of them. <laughs> so you got to put them on every corner. All right. Um, what are we going to say to people when they ask why we have a f- camera looking at them on every? <laughs> Four Amazon eyeballs staring at you all the time. Well, let's make this head tracking feature and put it on the lock screen. And now all of a sudden it makes sense. <laughs> so lame. So then I went on Facebook and I was like, because Facebook is where all like my normal friends hang out, like my mm-hmm. non-tech friends. And I just did a quick like lazy poll like, hey, you know, did you hear about Fire Phone? What did you think about it? And are you considering buying it? And it was like the biggest, it it ranged, there were two people who were, who were actually tech people that I'm friends with on Facebook that were like, it's super intriguing. I'm really excited to see what they do with it, but I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. And everybody else ranged between like disdainful meh to shameful, like that it's a shameful device. <laughs> it was actually, there was actually some hatred toward it. So as predicted last week, I, yeah. I, stand by the prediction that it will be a complete flop. At I think it, I think it will too. It's just more money than people want to pay for what it is. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. And so I, I won't go into it, but I did another, I puked all over Twitter about what they should have done and had some really interesting back and forth with Brian LaRue from phone gap slash Adobe, mm-hmm. uh, who disagreed with me. Uh, but like he, and I, I, there's a few people I respect their opinion as much as him, but I'm right. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> but the 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 but really his his point was, you know, the phone just came out, give them a second, they'll get it right. And I'm like and I was basically like, Yeah, I I agree with that. I'm just saying this phone at this price is going to flop. Right, right. And that yes, they have all the things it takes to be a competitor, but and then I went and then the the interesting thing I think for the dear listener will be to to see why I'm so disappointed and because I we talked about it a little bit last week but I had more time to think about it and it's like here's what they should have done and like in sort of bullet point Twitter style this is why I'm so disappointed because they could have done this Mm -hmm. and the thing they released is so freaking lame compared to what they could have done so again link in the show notes um geez if we're only halfway through housekeeping yeah <laughs> I've I've lost the list. So and and the interest. <laughs> no, no, I've wandered onto other things. <laughs> I had um, Well, here's one that uh I th- I think you hooked I think you alerted me to the uh the okay. new hue bulbs. Yes. Do you want to like Yeah, explain? they're they're coming out with new hue um paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Sometime this year, I think sometime this summer, maybe. And yeah, that's my recollection. One of which is the Lux bulb, which is going to be cheaper than your standard hue bulb, and it's going to be white only, so you won't get the different colors, but you can adjust brightness. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Which will be good for all those other places in the house where 
I want to be able to control the on-off brightness of the lights, but you know, don't really care about the color. Exactly. Like the living room. Mm, same here. Um, totally agree. We don't need colored lights in the living room. Yeah, yeah. And then they're also, what they call it, the tap? The Hue kinetic, tap? Kinetic switch. Yeah, I yeah. think it was Hue. No, no, it's called tap. Tap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this is, this blew my mind. Yeah, and it's funny because <laughs> we've said so many times that the great part about Hue is that you don't have to get up and flip a light switch. You can just pull out your phone. Yes. <laughs> but now they come out with a switch. I was like, oh, I want that, so I don't have to pull out my phone. <laughs> Well, so it depends on the room. Like, yeah. it's like in the in my my space that I control, mm-hmm. way down in the corner of the basement, the one place I, <laughs> one place I can, <laughs> to like be master of my domain. And yes. and as I look around it, the floor is one hundred percent covered with children's toys. Yes, but that that is where I want the colors. That is where I want to not get off the couch to change the lights. Mm-hmm. But like you said, in the living room, like so many people are going through, like Erica's walking around and Cooper's, he's not going to pull out a phone to turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah. Erica's mom's over and it's like, how do you work the lights? Yeah. Yeah. Who wants, she, nobody she wants to really deal with that. Like that. It's like, and the, like this works especially well with the Lux bulbs where you can't adjust color. All you can adjust is brightness. Mm-hmm. So a, um, a simpler switch is, you know, is, is great. Um, but yeah, I want to get one and, um, but they're self-powered. Yeah. See, that's what blew my mind. So the energy that you use to press the button creates enough of a charge for it to work, which is like the, like the heavens parting, like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. And yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to put the Lux bulbs in my living room and then stick one of these little tap switches on the front of the entertainment center totally so i can sit there and sit down to watch tv and adjust the room lights it's the best it's like so awesome it's perfect like i still want yeah. the phone control in my room but it right. it's great for the rest of the house i mean you, they must have heard the same thing from everyone it's like it's like yeah it's nice to be able to control them with my phone but i don't want to have to yeah i still want a simple switch so very excited about that and I'm incredibly blown I'm just so blown away by the fact that you don't have to put a battery in the switch yeah more things need to be like that oh, I freaking <laughs> love that Yeah, I long for the day when things are self powered or when inductive charging is a standard feature so I don't have to have 9 million cables everywhere mm-hmm. oh and that, that not to jump around too much but back to the watches the mm-hmm. The new Android Wear watch that I ordered claims one day battery life, which is just horrible for a watch. Yeah. And as my Pebble alerts me that its battery is dying. <laughs> um, but the Pebble lasts for like five days solid. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the and, ink display takes a lot less power. Yep. And so, but analog face smartwatch, it's like, this, it's like two years. Yeah. Because you put like a coin battery in it and it yeah. just goes forever. So like, like that, between that and the design, like I, I, you know, I showed Erica the Moto 360 when it was announced and she was like, Mm -hmm. man, it looks a little, I don't know, it's a little clunky. And I showed her the, 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 um, uh, Wythings Activite, I think it's called. 
mm-hmm. and she was like, "Want?" <laughs> She's like, "I want the I want the one with the tan band. Get me that." <laughs> well, like talk about night and day. Yeah. Anyway, so kinetic switch totally <laughs> awesome. Like the battery thing, all mm-hmm. of these electronic things are so great. But we just got to the. Like we're not really wireless yet because we still get those freaking bat the cables yeah. plugged into everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looks like our torsos will finally ship soon. Speaking of cables, we oh, back that on Kickstarter. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah I'm the psyched. the lightning the lightning connector ones will be a while yet, but it looks like the micro USB and the third and maybe the thirty pin are are shipping soon. Sweet. So yeah, that's like a little. It's like a little Gumby. Yeah. Gumby um, chargers for your computer, so you don't have like an actual wire coiled up all over the place. It's just this. This it looks like Gumby kind of. It's got like <laughs> two arms and two legs, and you can you can bend them and adjust them to hold the phone up. You can use them as a stand. They're really really cool looking. Yeah, and it's got a USB plug on one end, and and then a, a micro USB on the other. Yeah, or Lightning. I got we we both got one of each. I assume. Uh, I didn't get Lightning because I actually at the time I didn't have any any iOS things that used a Lightning connector, so I ordered a, an Apple thirty pin and a micro USB. Oh, I didn't know they made a 30 pin. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm not, I don't carry anything that has 30 pins still, but. Yeah, the the only thing we own that has a lightning connector is Kira's iPods. Right. The rest, the rest of our Apple devices are getting a bit old. <laughs> I see. Well, that is very exciting. I'm looking forward to that. I was actually having a cable meltdown the other day. I almost bought, um similar type of thing it's a carabiner mm-hmm. shaped clip where the top and bottom pop open and you yeah get i've it. seen that it, but it's I, I was like yeah i'm totally getting that i could put it right on the outside of my my um what are those bag. bags we have the timbuk2 yeah timbuk2 bag, bag. Yeah. Put it right on the outside i won't have to dig around for it anymore and i was like 30 bucks yeah 30 bucks for a usb cable no 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 thank you so that's a cool idea but i'm not paying 30 bucks for it yeah um like eight, eight maybe oh yeah i drop eight no problem it's like i it's weird because i spend 30 bucks on stuff that's dumber but i just like yeah. something about spending 30 bucks on a usb cable i was USB like cable right they look good but i'm not doing that because the like thing is you have to buy two and i'm like yeah. 60 bucks i'm gonna spend 60 bucks for two carabiners to charge my phone no no not worth it like I bought a fifteen dollar keychain, but I'm not buying thirty dollar <laughs> USB cable. If I knew it was gonna like last forever or something, it, but mm-hmm. it says right on it that they're like you know designed like a carabiner, <laughs> not weight bearing. You know, like not that I was gonna put anything on it anyway, but I don't know. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna climb any mountains with it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I have to go outside to do that. <laughs> Uh, speaking of not going outside, mm-hmm. uh, I've got a haiku update. Okay. So the dear listener will recall that uh, we got this thing called haiku, which is a cute little like handheld, teeny little puck-shaped barcode scanner that we have sitting on our kitchen windowsill um, right near our recycling bin. So when we go to throw something out, we just scan the barcode with uh, the haiku, and it goes boop, beep, 
And the happy beep tells us that it was immediately added to the shopping list on all of our phones and uh, multiple shopping lists. It does all kinds of cool stuff. Can Wait, can, can you give us this update in haiku form? <laughs> I would love to take a whack at that, but I can't even. <laughs> yeah. 575. Can you do it? Is it 575? No, yeah. and there's no way. Maybe the the dear listener should write in with some haikus this week. There you go. Because we didn't get any incoming communications, which means... The sound was horrible. That I can't use this <laughs> sound effect. So, oh. <laughs> it's disappointing. So, dear listener, a haiku about the haiku would be great. Yeah, or a, a haiku about building apps that run everywhere. Yeah, either one. That'd be good. Um, that would be, I would, and you, it's probably fit as a tweet, so it makes it easy. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so the one thing that it didn't really bother me, even though normally it would drive me crazy, but the mm -hmm. Haiku only had iOS apps and there was no mention of an API or anything like that. And normally that kind of stuff would drive me bananas. Yeah. But, uh, the, but the app just worked so perfectly that I was like satisfied with it. So I was like, well, there's nothing I really want it to do that it doesn't do. I'd be nice if it was on my Android phone, but I carry two phones anyway. So yeah, it's not that big a deal. And, and I'm really not the one that does the shopping, let's be honest. So I just need to put stuff on the list. Uh, and you know, it's like, we only have one car. So like it's, I'm never at the store by myself and Erica yeah. has an iPhone. So so for our family workflow, it was irrelevant from a practical sense. Mm -hmm. And then last week they did and something then? really clever, which is they announced a third party integration with Evernote and Remember the Milk, which just so happens to be the to-do huh. program that I've been using for years, mm -hmm. which means that uh, you just do a sort of the OAuth dance, basically. It's funny, actually, you, you, go inside of the Haiku app and you authenticate against uh, Evernote or Remember the Milk. And then it comes back to Haiku and shows a barcode on your on the phone. Mm -hmm. And then you scan it with the Haiku. It's, it's and that's how you authenticate the Haiku, yeah. too. That's, that's clever. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Um, so... I was like, oh, sweet, because Remember the Milk and Evernote run everywhere. So if I really needed to know what was on the shopping list, I could just look in Remember the Milk. Right. It creates the haiku list like, just like exactly like you'd think. Right. You could Remember the Milk, open Remember <laughs> the Milk, and it'd be like, oh, I need to get milk. Right. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that was super clever. Because I, I, yeah. I mean, imagine. Rather, like, rather than building an app themselves. Yeah. We'll just integrate with like something that's super popular like Evernote. Uh, I don't think our, well, actually remember the milk has a, quite a few downloads. I guess it's pretty popular, yeah. but, uh, I love it cause it runs on everything. It's got a good web client. It's got good apps on iOS and Android. It's pretty great. Nice. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. Very, very excited about that. This product, this product is to me, this is the future of internet of things, stuff in the house, like the connected home and all that stuff. This is the first thing bar none not Nest, not 
hell no Wemo. <laughs> you know, none of that stuff. Twine is a joke. Uh, all that's all that stuff doesn't get it. It's all half baked and Ness isn't half baked, but it doesn't it's not amazing. This thing is amazing. Ness just, seems like it would be better in an office than in a house. Yeah, there's just no there's just no it's partially our fault, I suppose, but it's still way too complicated. Yeah. There's way too many things to do with it and it's got all these screens and stuff and yeah, it's like everybody loves it cuz it's really it's really good looking. It looks great. But it's not that intuitive. It really isn't. It doesn't just work. You have to like Yeah. Like we hardly ever use the thermostat, so we're not like but when I go up to it, every time I go up to it I'm like, "How do I do this again?" You know, it's just too complicated. Yeah. There should be a I'll bet you somebody comes out with a simpler one that's equally gorgeous but just does one thing and that would be great i would prefer that i don't need it to be churning my heat on and off like magically just work like a normal thermostat but i don't know work like a normal th- thermostat but let you control it from like your phone <laughs> yeah i just want it to be a normal thermostat that looks gorgeous has it has like that beautiful display that comes awake when i walk near it all that stuff mm-hmm. but like it's just got like too many settings. I feel like it, whenever I touch it, I have the same, it has the same level of complexity as like Google TV, mm. which is too much. Too much for a thermostat. Yeah. There shouldn't be a menu. You know what I mean? Like there shouldn't, I feel like there shouldn't be a settings menu. I'll probably eat those words later, but <laughs> I don't know. Nest does not float my boat. The, the, the smoke detectors they have look a lot more like the kind of thing that I'd be into, but I haven't got one of those yet. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Nest uh, and speaking of integration and things that run everywhere and Internet of Things and connected homes, mm-hmm. Nest announced integration with uh, the other wireless bulbs that I have, the uh, LifeX bulbs. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. So like if the if the um, if your smoke alarm goes off, your lights will come on and like flash. So like. Yeah. You know, you can imagine, imagine if you will, you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, the night after Christmas with your house on fire. Yes. If you can possibly imagine. Absolutely imagine. All your lights would be on. Yes. Which would, which would be great. <laughs> yes, they would be. It would be. Uh, but <laughs> so you're frantically running to your kid's room. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so the, uh, uh, that kind of thing. I, th- I think that the smart home stuff is it's going to piecemeal together like that, where you've got like these individual independent things that solve a particular problem, but then yeah. the companies work together to kind of like start to integrate them and make them sort of greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I wonder, I don't know what they use in terms of like a networking protocol or what the, um, I know there's some standards floating around out there. I'm not sure what, they did but it would be fun to poke around at it and see absolutely but it's starting things are starting to get i feel like things are starting to get more and more interesting and companies are i mean the fact that phillips came out with an it keeps coming out with new stuff on top of the hue you know in the hue line yeah yeah i'm glad to see they're expanding it yeah super encouraging so this is a good direction yeah i want a hue doorbell I want my office lights to flash when someone Big pokes time. the doorbell. I, I, don't I can't believe. It. I know. I hate our doorbell. I hate it. I mean, I don't always hear it. Oh, there's that. Of course, that. I don't see it. Yeah. 
Well, we have a baby, so like if yeah, I wanted there have been You're like be able to put your doorbell on silent. And just have oh a yeah, flash of mm-hmm. I want to I want to be able to put my door uh, my doorbell on Taze. <laughs> yeah. So if you come to my house, someone literally rang our doorbell at 9 p.m. the other night. You know, like door to door magazine salesman type person. Uh-huh. I was like, dude, seriously. Yeah. It is pitch black out here. Go away. Yeah. And, but you ring the doorbell and the doorbell rings. You push that button, doorbell rings. Doorbell rings, dogs bark. Dogs bark, yeah. baby wakes up. The baby wakes up, nobody sleeps. Baby wakes up. So, like, literally, <laughs> it was so bad one time that I ugh, I don't know why I didn't do this. I'm glad I didn't. But I was, if I had been downstairs when it happened, that chain reaction that I just described. Mm-hmm. It just, it just perfectly, a perfect vision of me going to the front door, opening it up, making direct eye contact with the door-to-door salesman, <laughs> and then smashing the doorbell with a hammer and closing the door on them. I, I almost did that. I actually almost did that. But well, the I hammer a, was too far away. If I, if I could have found the hammer, I might have done it. I have a, I have a story from my, my similar story from my childhood about my father opening the door with a pistol in his hand, but <laughs> I anyway. would love a smart doorbell because they're yeah. they're I mean, I'm sure Nest is uh, that's got to be their, their sort of thing is like to take unloved household. I don't know if you call them items, whatever they are sort of attributes of the house, these unloved things in our house and like, and just, and like turn them into something awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A smart doorbell would be great. Oh yeah. It'd be so cool. Anyway. Yeah. You should be able to set it like for different ringtones and silent and you should have a fingerprint sensor. So you know that it's the neighbors or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, the doorbell knows it's Jeff. Unlock the door. Let him in. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Has, you know, have we, have we seen this fingerprint before? If not, don't even ring. Yeah. New finger doesn't work. Old finger only. <laughs> <laughs> Old fingers only on this doorbell. Old fingers only. New finger Old goes silent. Finger. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm very excited about all of these new things. Um, speaking of things that change color, like the hue light bulbs, let's talk about Zen Clock. Okay. I love what this. What do you want to say about it? It's a thing. I made it. It's a thing. Yeah, Kelly got bored and <laughs> built a Zen clock. Yeah, I got bored and built a color-changing JavaScript clock that plays relaxing music. <laughs> and a different color for every second of the day. It is, yes. Very cool. And the thing that I am most intrigued by is that you mm-hmm. used the uh, JavaScript audio API like raw. Yes, yes I did. I did. It, to a very small degree, but I did. So that's super interesting because you have like fade in and fade out. Because I assumed when you mm-hmm. first sent me the link, I assumed that it was like uh, and just an audio tag that was set on a loop. Yeah, Auto, no, autoplay it's, set on a loop. It's all done with JavaScript. Much more sophisticated. Yeah, I it it, it was pretty pretty simple. Um, I had some problems initially with Android. Um, I couldn't get it to like if I bound the play action to to a click action on the clock face mm-hmm. for some reason in, in in Android I could not get it to um to work. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think you said that once you switched it over to the fade in, fade out, that's when it broke. Yeah, out that's oh, that's right, that's right. I had the I had the play and pause, and that was working. And then when I then when I switched it over to fade in and fade out, um, it did not work. Hmm. So, yeah, and I ended up changing that around. And what I have, what I'm doing now is I have it. It's always playing. It's it starts playing automatically. Hmm. And then, um, you know, you you adjust volume based on uh, the the taps just adjust the volume. Cool. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a cool little case study for the audio controls. Yeah. basically does everything you'd want. I mean, the only the uh, the audio API is actually super sophisticated, and you can do stuff like yeah, synthesize sound. Yeah, and, and listen to sound. Mm-hmm. And do things based on what it hears. So, <clears throat> like you can do like music visualizers with the audio API. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty that would be, complicated. That would be fun. But that seems like a fringe use case. So people should check out zenclock.co. Co, yes. Very cool. Geez, we got a couple bug reports, but we're already at like almost an hour. We haven't mm-hmm. done the feature yet. <laughs> we have a feature this week. Well, I said last week we'd talk about it. Maybe we should put it off and just do the bug report. I feel what like it'd be... It? What? What was, what was it supposed to be? I don't even remember. Uh, I was going to talk about the uh, how I, I wrapped PhoneGap oh, in Kilo yeah. and like the differences. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, but it's not a 10-minute conversation. Yeah, maybe we should just like focus on that next week and... and devote some 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 good time to it next week yeah all right so and i am still sort of dorking around with i just redesigned the yeah threw out all the css and started from scratch now i have it's like so much better (laughs) yeah and you made a couple of interesting um discoveries or were informed of a couple of interesting things about fonts on ios and and that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff yeah thomas fuchs from uh miraculous and zepto fame uh and also the developer behind Freckle time tracking mm-hmm. um, pointed out in a blog post that uh, you can set on on in your CSS you can say font face colon dash apple dash system dash font yeah and it it like looks like the text on the home screen of the lock screen of iOS like that big yeah thing. it looks it's it's really cool it's amazing how much nicer it looks. Yeah, it's like because it really all there is to that application is text. So if it's yeah, it it really makes it look like an, an iOS app. Yeah, it's funny too because now it can't like when you look at it, it. I I'm like, wait a minute, is this the app or is it the <laughs> website or what? So anyway, so we'll talk about. So I, I put together. I just wrapped literally created phone gap wrappers that point at the web server. So just custom browsers mm-hmm. essentially, single site browsers for iOS and Android. And there's a, at least a dozen fairly significant differences in the experience that uh, I guess we'll talk about next week. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yep, yep. And to, I'll, we'll even since we're if we focus on it the whole show, I'll even talk a little bit about like how like the steps and the tools involved because it's it's like a very straightforward. Like if you already built the web app part, using PhoneGap to point at the web app is. Mm-hmm. pretty freaking easy. I'm sure uh, it'll never get accepted by the App Store, but you can make an Android one anyway. 
Right. But I'm going to try. I'll send it to Apple and see what they say. Send it. Send it and see. I doubt yeah. it'll. Like you said, I like you. I doubt it'll be accepted. But yeah. Yeah. yeah who knows? See how much yank I have. So, uh, all right. So we have. We'll just do. We haven't done a bug report. Uh, I think in a little while. And this one has been knocking around for a little while. That uh, it's a funny one. That it's pretty specific, but it, it is possible for if people are using app cache, it is possible that they get bitten by this one. Uh, but in sticky albums, which we've talked about before, but uh, the the a sticky album is kind of like a, a micro site, a photocentric micro site that shows like photo galleries for photographers, and they can send them out to what we call brides uh, once mm-hmm. they do their professional photography to give them like a digital. Uh oh. Uh-oh. To give them a uh, digital experience of their wedding photography or senior photography or whatever the event was. And it's pretty important for that to be able to run offline when, uh, you know, whether they're in hostile yeah. network conditions or whatever. Yeah, that and you just don't want to be downloading a bunch of photos every time. Yeah, you want them kind of like installed locally, so to speak. So... Uh, so AppCache is pretty much a requirement for this project. And, um, but the thing is, you, it's like AppCache is such a pain in the butt that when things get changed, you got to make sure that you update, you know, like, like you could change stuff in the album, like you could swap out images or whatever. And the bride's never going to know it unless the man like, file changes. Yeah. Or she like deletes it off the home screen. Yeah. So, so what we had to do was in the the builder application when when changes are made to the album the um basically a, a timestamp is updated in the manifest in a comment inside of the uh, app cache manifest so that the next time the bride launches the album it recognizes that there's a new manifest and it says hey there's a new version of this available do you want to install right. it now so that's all well and good and it worked great worked perfect uh, going along and then we we instituted a new feature where uh, it was basically like a, a sort of hand-rolled google analytics where if the bride opened the application it would ping the server and the photographer would you know you'd know that she looked at it right right you this know. little view counter would increment yeah exactly so if she shares it with people and or whatever he can see who his his most social brides are or whatever um so that also was relatively straightforward. We had some cores dilemmas, but we, it was relatively straightforward. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> like app cache broke. <laughs> yeah. It broke. It like spectacularly broke. So, and like the re the fact that I'm like saying these two things at the same time, it's going to might be obvious to the dear listener what the issue is, but these were two totally in our minds, unrelated things. Yeah. Yeah. And AppCache was done like one month and then a month later we'll put in view count and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. testing and like you'd launch the app and it would say, you know, installing this app for for offline use and it shows you the progress bar. Mm-hmm. And then you open it again and it's like, there's a new version of this app available installing for offline use. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I did I maybe I didn't finish this. Like yeah, that doesn't maybe, make sense. Yeah. Every time you open the thing it was in this loop of like downloading the manifest every single time. So 
what was happening. And this actually, there was something about AppCache uh, and Manifest that I did not know that I learned during this. But what was happening was when the view on the album got counted, it, of course, updated the database. And we were just saying in the, in the builder, our logic was if anything about the album changes, update the manifest timestamp. <laughs> so every time somebody viewed it, it updated the manifest, which meant that it had to be downloaded again by everybody. Yeah. So that was like, duh. So some, you know, so then we had to go back and kind of surgically say, okay, certain things don't update the manifest. Certain kinds of changes don't require a re-download. So that was cool. But then, but still, I was like, I still don't understand why this is happening because it didn't always happen. Oh, right, right, right. So like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It wasn't, so it would download and then mm -hmm. immediately, like immediately say it was ready to download again. It, would, yeah. it wasn't even like when you opened it again. It was just in this loop of, you know, this alert dialogue saying, stuck, oh. Stuck in this download loop, yeah. Yeah, so so the only reason I ever figured this out was because we were changing the format of the JSON and the, the view tracking. Yeah. And I was I had the, the debugger open, and I started to notice a pattern where if the, if the um, network request for the view happened in the middle of the the app cache downloading it would loop ah but if there was only like but every once in a while i'll make a test album that just has one image in it and, and it would work fine it would work fine so it turns out when i dug into it it turns out that app cache the way it works is the 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 bride or whatever it doesn't matter it's like any any user goes mm -hmm. to a website the website loads just like normal. First time they get there, website loads just like normal, like it normally would. And then it says, the browser says, oh, look, there's a, a manifest for this website. So get the contents of that file. Okay, reads through that. It says, all right, there's a bunch of links in here to files and resources. I'm going to download all of those. So it does that. So the user dorks around, goes to some other sites, comes back to this site, reloads the page, and the browser says... Oh, I've got a uh, manifest for this page. So let me check. I'm going to check the sure web I've server. Got all the stuff. Yeah. Well, first it checks the man. It checks the um, web server. Pulls the manifest. Makes one network request for mm -hmm. the for the manifest. And it says, "All right, um, is anything or any characters inside of this manifest different than the one I downloaded last time? Whenever that was. If so." then it, it downloads everything in the new version of the manifest and assuming that that completes successfully, then it replaces the cache, the old one with the new one. Yeah. It goes, it doesn't change anything about the page. And then the mm -hmm. next time you load the page, it does the same process again. And it checks, does one network request for the manifest. It gets the contents. It compares it to the one that's in yeah. the cache. And it says, this is the same as the one in the cache. So load all of the resources from there. Which makes perfect sense when you think about it, but literally not one person on the planet thought that that is what would happen on an <laughs> updated manifest. But it does make perfect sense because it couldn't, you wouldn't be, it wouldn't make sense. But anyway, so, but there's, and I always knew this, I knew this about AppCache from the very beginning. It hasn't changed, but there is something about uh, AppCache that I did not know, which is after it finishes downloading all of the files that it has listed in it, Mm -hmm. it does another network request 
for the manifest to see if it changed while things were downloading. Well, huh. Wow. Which makes sense. Yeah. But I did not know it. So it creates this infinite loop because a view gets logged against the builder, which changes the oh. database. So while, so albums that had lots of photos that took like 10 seconds to download, there was enough time for the network request to make a round trip to create the new JSON on the album server. So then when it did that double check at the end to make sure that nothing changed mid download yeah. every single time, it was like, Oh, there's a new manifest. Yeah. Because I had the republish that, um, that call to publish to the album server, I had it in the in the Rails application uh, as an after save active record callback. Mm. So the active record callback after after the album was saved, it would say, "Does it have a status of published?" Oh, it does. Okay, generate the JSON file and send it off to the album server. Right. And so also, what I had to do on my end was I had to remove that um, that callback and just call it explicitly in the controller when the um, when the photographer actually clicked the publish button. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not what I thought you did, but that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Awesome. So, wow. That was like, <laughs> AppCache is so, without AppCache, things would be, it would be, like, app, the fact that AppCache exists is great because it gives you the a bootstrap to actually create an offline experience, which is mm -hmm. excellent. Without it, it, there would be no way to do it. But, uh, man, does it suck to work with. Oh. It can, yes. Oof. But it's a lot easier to debug than it used to be in Chrome. And uh, and I guess I might as well mention that there's a thing called service, a spec for something called service workers, mm -hmm. which essentially is like a little client-side JavaScript proxy server that allows you to programmatically make decisions about what, what things you want to cache, what things you don't want to cache, updating individual things. Because uh, the, the app cache is very, very all or nothing. Yeah. And uh, and it's just, it basically is almost useless with any, it is almost completely useless with any kind of server-side templating dynamic data. Yeah, because if there's any dynamic data at all, you're going to... You're never going to, they're yeah. never going to get new data. Yeah, they're never going to get new data, or you're going to be constantly invalidating your manifest file. Yeah, which means that you, you're. What's the point? Right. So, I, there. I think I've been reading because I and I. I want that for Kilo. I want Kilo to have offline support, but the home page is dynamic, mm -hmm. and I don't want to switch the whole thing to a client side JavaScript application, which is what you you would do. Yeah. Like what, the way you would do it is to create just HTML files on the server. They're basically empty and then do everything in JavaScript on the, you know, and just have the JavaScript network request be where all the dynamic data happens. But I don't want to do that because there are performance implications to that. And there's, it's brittle and a million other things. Mm -hmm. so, but the problem is I can't just include a manifest because like what I wanted to do was like have, uh, when somebody's offline, have a page say like oh you know have a fallback page because manifest supports fallbacks to say hey yeah. you're offline so i just put like in the fallback section i just put slash meaning everything yeah you know slash fallback.html and i was like oh or offline.html like oh that'll work but the problem and then i put everything else in the network section 
using the asterisk. So it was like app cat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cash manifest, not don't cash anything. A- absolutely forced network requests for everything. And if you can't reach, um, if you can't reach the network, then just show this, fo- this show offline page. I was like, Oh, that'll be great. It's like a five line manifest, really easy to maintain. But I forgot that the page that includes the manifest gets cached no matter what. Ah. So there's, I can't include it anywhere because then the, because the place you'd include it is like a page that's dynamic. So, right. And then as you navigate around, and since I don't necessarily know what page you're going to start on, I have to put it in the header for the entire site, which means that it's going to go on every single page. So whatever, so every single page ends up getting cached and they never update. So I was like, God damn. So it's, it's really disappointing. Like I, I've never been bit by that particular bug before. I've seen people complain about it, but I was like, what's the big mm-hmm. deal? Because <laughs> it would be so awesome to be able to like for, you know, especially for a phone gap app, mm-hmm. somebody shuts off their network, they're in airplane mode or whatever. They launch your app. It's pointed at a website and it just says, Oh, you're off. This only works online. Um, so anyway, from a progressive, progressive enhancement standpoint, it'd be really nice to be able to just, just give them a fallback page. So it's not just a white, you know, network error. Yeah. Uh, but so I've been reading and we can, uh, maybe I'll have an update for you next week when we talk about it. Cause it does relate to the phone gap native wrapper thing. Um, that there's a way to, to include a manifest in the page in an iframe. I was going to suggest that. Yeah. Either, so th- either, either putting, either putting the whole app inside a frame or maybe using a frame inside the app. Exactly. Right. I'm not, and I'm not sure. I, I don't like the idea of putting the entire app inside of an iframe. Yeah. But it might work. And then I could cache the parent and nothing in the iframe. Right. And so I, 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 that, and that was my first thought. I was like Googling around. I'm like, well, how will I, how will I do this? Um, the problem is iframes don't, iframes behave strangely on mobile devices. So yeah. that's the problem. But then I, I Googled around for it and I'm like, oh yeah, people are doing this, but the way they do it is not what I expected where they're putting like a manifest.html page in an iframe, a hidden iframe on the main page. And the, and the browser is like, oh, there's a page here that has a manifest. And a manifest file. And the manifest says, it just says fall back to nothing. So it's going to cache that, that iframe, that iframe mm-hmm. source, but I don't care because it's not visible. <laughs> Right, because so all that iframe source does is link to the manifest file. Right, so it's like super hacky, but yeah. if it works, that'd be pretty cool. It's clever. Yeah, I like it better than putting the whole site in iframe. Yeah, that feels dirty. That feels like a yeah. debugging nightmare. Yeah, and it breaks a lot of navigation too. Mm. Well, so that's the thing, though. In PhoneGap, I I might not care because there is no navigation. Right. But anyway, we get to talk about it next week. But that solution is from the. Uh, the big brains behind the financial times mm. offline web app. So I have high hopes for it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it appears that my machine is recording. That's good. Yes, it is. That's, That's far superior to it yeah. not recording. <laughs> You know, in addition to the bad audio last week, I was listening to the the podcast. And just I sounded so tired. 
It was late. It and, was. We started recording at like midnight. Yeah. Yep. And I don't, I don't, I don't normally stay up past about one in the morning anymore. Yeah, I'm getting that way too because Maggie, I'm on Maggie duty at like mm-hmm. at 6 a.m. the latest. So I'm finally, I'm finally whipped into uh, non-nocturnal behavior, which is not my favorite. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess, is there anything else we should add before we... Uh call it a show I can't think of anything should we wait (laughs) (laughs) and on that note (laughs) that's our show for this week I'm Jonathan Stark and I'm Kelly Shaver and we hope you join us again next week for the Mitch Podcast bye bye bye